0: Got our take is loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on
1: deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception receptions
0: Alright, let's talk about Rashad Bateman here in Baltimore because, oh man, uh, no Hollywood Brown now. And it looks like Rashad Bateman's gonna be the guy. I guess the question now becomes. Is he the guy? Does he have that skill set, Matt Harmon, to basically be that dominant outside X receiver? Uh, Yes. I feel
1: very strongly that Rashad Bateman is a good player. Um, I think last year, one thing we have to remember with Rashad Bateman, because I know the box score scouts – are not gonna. They're not gonna love what they saw from Rashad Bateman last year from a box score standpoint. Um, by the yes. way, the the box score scouts didn't love what they saw from Michael Pittman as a rookie, and Michael Pittman <laughs> right. went eighty plus catches That's for a right. thousand yards because the box score scouts don't love. Uh, they they don't take context <laughs> into effect when they only look at the box score. Michael Pittman got hurt. In the off season, he got hurt early in his in his rookie camp. Never got on the same page, or it took a long time for him to get on the same page with old man Philip Rivers before he started showing some right. signs last year. Right. Um, Rashad Bateman, same thing. He got hurt er- in training camp with when when Lamar Jackson was out there, you know, dealing with COVID. Then uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson comes back, and then Rashad Bateman gets hurt. So really, never got a lot of time to get on the same page with um, Lamar Jackson, then comes right. back early and is I – I, there was some frustrating usage with Rashad Bateman last year, but I think he could talk up to that – a lot of that is when you're a rookie receiver and you get hurt like right away, it's just tough, yeah. man, to kind of get that time back, especially when the rest of the team is moving on. Like they're moving on to regular season games. So I think you have to keep that context in mind when you're talking about Rashad Bateman. But, man, when you isolate him and just look at his route running last year, he was – a great prospect in RP um, from a, from a collegiate perspective, he was really good last year as a rookie as well. 72.7% success rate versus man that clears that 70% threshold that we want to see from our outside X receivers. Like you said, Michael, again, I'll give the Michael Pittman example. That was kind of the same sort of neighborhood that he was in as a rookie show and showing you like, Oh, there's some sign there. Even if the box score doesn't show it But man Rashad Bateman also has like some, Um, great success rates versus man. I mean, excuse me, zone coverage, really solid against press coverage as well. I don't think the Ravens have had a receiver like this ever, um, in Lamar Jackson era. Certainly they've never had like a true X receiver prospect and really like when's the last time James, the, the Ravens have had a, a potential number one receiver, uh, you know, that, that could, that could be that guy. I mean, I like Marquise Brown, but he's a two, um, you know, dating back to like maybe Torrey Smith. But he never yeah. became that guy, obviously. No. So, no. man, I think Bateman, I think he's pretty comparable to a Justin Jefferson type of guy. I think that, that was my player wow. comparison I gave out as a prospect. Oh, my gosh. But again, from just a skill set perspective, he separates at every level. He separates on inside routes, outside routes. I just think he's going to make life so much easier for um, for Lamar Jackson. You talk about the runway being cleared. It's all clear for Rashad Bateman. There is no <laughs> competition in that wide right, receiver room, right. and I think he's just going to be right. really good this year.
0: Hey, listen, at the end of the day, if you ask me why I was first intrigued, and this is so on brand for me, but like you're talking about a guy that's 6'162, 210 pounds. He ran a sub 4'4", 40, and the guy <laughs> absolutely got it done in college. You know what I mean? So um, I am so intrigued by what... Rashad Bateman can bring to the table, but Matt Bateman's great. And and he's winning at all levels and he's doing this and he's doing that. He's developing as a young player because he's going into a second year, but will, will it translate? Will he actually put that on the field and give guys, Stats and give us those highlight-type plays uh, that we are accustomed to when we're looking at those dominant X receivers? I think so, because I think he can win contested,
1: which is, like, contested catches. That's the difference between him and a guy like Marquise Brown. Like, we know... You know, you talk about Rashad Bateman being like six one, like right around two hundred pounds, um, depending when he's weighed in, because he's a guy who um, is kind of his like listed weight has fluctuated a lot at different points. But it has, you know, we'll, we'll just say he's like six yeah. one and between one ninety five and two hundred, something like that. But. Um, he can he's not Marquise Brown's size. twenty percent of his targets no. in reception perception were a contested catch attempt. He won eighty one point eight percent. That was really uh, you know, that's a really high number. again. Ravens haven't had a guy like that in Lamar's uh, tenure there as the starter. Um and, and I think too, the Ravens offense is probably the biggest question, not Lamar. I think Lamar, from a passing standpoint, can give you enough to get there. I think it's just the design of this offense. We know they're going to be right. relatively run heavy with Lamar under mm-hmm. center. Um, I don't think they're going to go all the way back to the boomer ball like days of, of of old. I think they'll kind of meet. But they're not <laughs> going to be like last year, man, where they were. They had Lamar pacing for like almost like 580 pass attempts last year. I, I think they'll kind of come right. a, around that number maybe. But make even if you give him 530 attempts, which is what I have Lamar projected for right now, that's more than enough to get Bateman where he needs to go and Mark Andrews where he needs to go. And it's just Matt, they they had
0: they had six hundred and ten pass attempts last right. year, ninth most in the NFL. That's incredible. Yeah. And again, I don't think they're gonna do that this year.
1: I think their defense completely fell apart to end last year. It did. I, I think it, it will be
0: sort of well, they, it never got off the ground. I mean, they were so mm-hmm. injured, they're yeah. so banged up from the word go. Um, that, yeah, you're right. They, they had to play in these high shootout games.
1: Yeah. The key for me with the Ravens offense is what's the health of the running back JK Dobbins. Cause that's been one of like the biggest narrative talking points this off season. Oh, the Ravens are going to get back to running the ball. Cause the, 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 all their running backs got hurt last year and they were running out, you know, freaking Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray, like Ooh, Le'Veon golly. Bell had a cup of coffee oh, on this team, you know, right. like dust oh of dust. Oh God. So because they lost J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards right away, like before week one, yeah, right out the gate. And yep. um, Gus Edwards not going to be ready for week one, though. And J.K. Dobbins, right. like it's there. The offseason reports have been a little murky in his recovery from a rather complicated ACL plus injury. So what's what's his health going to be like if Gus Edwards not ready? Because then it's like the rookie Tyler Beatty. Talk about dust. Yeah. Mike Davis. They signed him in the off I season. It's so crazy.
0: it's crazy. I don't know that they but do. I am intrigued by, but I'm very intrigued by Tyler Beatty though. Yo, okay. He's I'm a rookie shocked. out of Missouri. <laughs> I know what's dude. his 40 time James <laughs> four, four, five. All right. <laughs> four, four, five out the gates. All right. Listen, this dude, he can play though. I like this kid out of Missouri. I think they did a good job. Uh, Baltimore did in kind of pairing up, you know, JK Dobbins, with uh Tyler Beatty and again and, and when Gus Edwards is healthy they'll have a, a a really nice three-headed rotation there um at the running back position Gus is going to give you the power JK kind of gives you a little bit of everything and Tyler Beatty is going to give you that speed um on the outside so if they do run that RPO linebackers are going to have to you know pay a little bit more attention to a guy that can get out and scoot so I'm, I'm I am actually intrigued um by the run game and hopefully they are healthy this year
1: yeah hopefully they're healthy and i just think they have they're gonna have to be more pass heavy than they were in the early portions of lamar's career they're just not going to be as pass heavy as they were right. last year like i think they meet in the middle somewhere and then you're pretty much okay. carving up the passing game i mean it's just like mark andrews and rashad bateman and there's nothing else That's really it. on this roster That's that it. that. I mean, That's maybe it. isaiah likely the the uh tight end has been dicing up preseason and i mean if james don't let me tell you don't look at his athletic measurables isaiah likely because you'll 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 pluck your you'll pluck your eyeballs out they're they're rough to look at but was a good college player who fell in the draft because of his athletic measurables but he's been awesome this preseason i think they're they re-signed nick boyle like they're gonna be running a lot of two tight end sets and their wide receiver too is like either James Prochet or Devin Duvernay. So yeah, Rashad Bateman gonna get a lot of targets this year and I think gonna make a lot of plays. All right, there you go. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait visit hellotend.com/sale. That's hello t e n d.com/sale and book your free consult today.
0: All right, final uh wide receiver on the list here for today. Uh the great Elijah Moore. I am so this is a guy. I want to get gassed up for, man. Oh, yeah. I I was I loved Elijah Moore in the pre-draft process. I love the numbers even more when you charted him. Um, you know, again, in that pre draft process as well, and then again, you take a look at the numbers here, uh, for reception perception, uh, in his rookie season. What did you find? <laughs>
1: Elijah well, so so good at football, man. Um, That's what I'm
0: saying. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, god. Oh, my god. You you said it, loved him as a pre draft player, was very high on him. You know, he was a player that. A lot of people kind of said was a slot only player because of his size. But I'm like, no, look at the success rate versus man and press from his college profile. I know it was in limited snaps because he did play so much from the slot. Oh, man, our, our guy, our guy, Lane Kiffin, just pummeled him with targets, man. Just <laughs> targets on targets on targets for oh, for old Elijah uh-huh. Moore at, at Ole Miss there, man. It was it was crazy. But um, I think when you look at him from a pro level player too, he he pretty much threw that like slot only designation and kind of threw that in the trash, like right away. Because when he, when he was out there, man, in his reception perception, um, sampled snaps, he was only in a slot on 29.9% of his snaps. He took 72.3 snaps out, of his snaps outside was on the line of scrimmage on 72.8%. Like he was kind of running out as a pure X receiver last year for this jets Hmm. offense. And, the success rate versus coverage data is good, man. 75.2% success rate versus man, 81% success rate versus zone. Good numbers for a rookie. I mean, if you go through the history of reception perception, I, I, it's not okay. it's not good uh, audio quality for me to go here and list off all the guys, but if you go to the historical databases
0: <laughs> on the okay.
1: on the site There's on the side, baby. There's not a lot of guys that have you know gone over that seventy five percent, seventy five percent success rate versus man coverage number and failed. Like there's not a lot of failures there. Um, when you talk, I'll I'll go and back look. Like Curtis Samuel is a guy who I I don't I don't know that Curtis Samuel is is a failure. I think he's just fallen off because of his health at this point. But like he had a good year in 2020. You know, he's a guy was over that number. Sterling Shepard kind of leveled off as an average player in the NFL. Um Brandon Ayuk, we we you you know how we feel about Brandon Ayuk. You know what we think we're going <laughs> to see from Brandon Ayuk going forward ready to be heard again. Ready Let's to be heard it again. It. But if you go over that 75% success rate versus man number you're pro- you're probably going to be a good player i mean there's guys like aj green antonio brown calvin ridley yeah you know just the, the stars of the nfl john brown you know is i know people hate john brown but like he had great years in the nfl so mm-hmm. that's a great number to see from a rookie that's like potential breakout if he continues to just progress and move forward from there i just think he's i think he's can be a legit number one receiver i think he's that good just from a separation standpoint it's just What's the quarterback situation like? Is really the only question here for Elijah Moore.
0: Well, we had talked about this a little bit before, but again, I, I don't even know if his skill set pairs well with Zach Wilson. I, I just, I don't, you know, it, to me, it's like he kind of sort of took off when when Zach Wilson wasn't there. Yeah, I, I hear that. I mean, like there, there's
1: some consternation about his quarterback situation. Joe Flacco is going to potentially start week one. Hit his best game last year with Joe Flacco, Elijah Moore, 141 yards against the Miami Dolphins, his clear best game of the season. Um, I I don't love that Zach Wilson's like banged up when I kind of think he needs time, you know, to, to continue to develop that. That's probably the most worrying thing. I think if you're betting on Elijah Moore this year, it's kind of like a close your eyes and bet on talent move with Elijah Moore, but good Lord, uh-huh. man, the, the talent is good. The talent is so good with Elijah Moore. He can win at all three levels, can beat man, can beat zone. Huh. I, and it could be press coverage too. Like we said, as an outside X receiver, 70th percentile success rate versus press coverage last year. I I, I just think he's so good at, at the game, man. And I, at some point he's going to have a major season. I'd always rather be early than late on a guy like that.
0: All right. So right now it's, um, you know, I think if you follow Jets Twitter, I, you know, it's always kind of sort of the shiny new object syndrome, right? But uh, they take a look at, um, at Garrett Wilson and say, okay, well, uh, may, maybe it's, Maybe Elijah Moore is that more of a, you know, flanker slot guy. Um, And they've got a real stud there um, opposite him in the draft this year. I I don't know. Do you buy that? Because I'm kind of sort of not there yet, dude. You know what I mean? I I think there's a lot to be seen. Uh, with the rookie at Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I like Garrett Wilson. Um, I think he could probably be a better year two guy or like a later in his rookie season type of guy. It's a funny thing about the Jets, man, is you don't say this about the New York Jets very often, but they're kind of loaded from
0: um, from just an offensive perspective. They beefed up Yeah, the- Corey Davis doesn't fall off, you know? Yeah. I, think, I think they have an interesting, you know, at least core of pass catchers for sure.
1: Yeah, I say loaded, uh, you know, loaded with guys, like loaded with some names. I think Corey Davis is probably a, a number three receiver at this point, ideally- Um, I think he's probably like an average NFL receiver, but the jets haven't been like, Oh, our wide receiver three might be average in a long time. And like wide receiver four (laughs) is Braxton Berrios. And I think Braxton Berrios is kind of good. Like, I think he can, as like Mm -hmm. a role playing slot receiver and Zach Wilson and Braxton Berrios, like they wear each other's names on each other's shirts and stuff. Like they they (laughs) love, they love each other. If you draft Elijah Moore this year in fantasy, like be prepared to be pissed. At, um, at Braxton Berrios when he siphons off like 500, 400 yards from everybody else or whatever. But they also beefed up the tight end room with CJ Uzama, with um, Tyler Conklin. They drafted another tight right. end too. They drafted another running back. They, they go too deep there with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. So that's another thing too with the, the Elijah Moore thing is this is not really an offense where you can project a dominant target share for Elijah Moore, but the drum beat in the offseason's been that he's been the best player on this offense. He was out when Zach Wilson was on the field in that one preseason game, he was the one guy that was on the field for every single snap was Zach Wilson. Like I think he's gonna be the number one receiver there this year. This year at least, no question. And then we'll see going forward. From a dynasty perspective, I have these guys that kind of ranked close to each other to just just hedge on that. Like I could see Garrett okay. Wilson be the being the better long term pro. I could see Elijah Moore hmm. being the better long term pro. I side with Moore right now just because he's I've seen him do it at the NFL level. I, I know who he is as an NFL player.
0: I also like the fact that you talk about uh, some of their additions. I really like the fact. Um, obviously, they drafted Brees so Hall. I love Brees Hall. Uh, but bringing in Lincoln Tomlinson, sneaky move too. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. beef up that offensive line, you know, uh, and a great run-blocking run, block, uh, run blocking guard. You know, the the loss, obviously, of Makai Becton is – that that hurts but it's not like they had Makai Becton last year and they right? turned so, right
1: around and signed Dwayne Brown who might be on his last legs as a as an old yeah, older is. man but uh it's not like they go into a disaster situation right away it's true um so they have yeah, no, Dwayne no, Brown true. and 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 uh, George Fant there at the tackle positions they have Elijah Verrett Tucker and Lakin Tomlinson at guard it's really like yeah. um they they've done a lot to make life. Zach Wilson good for Zach Wilson when he gets out there. So we talked about like Mike white, (laughs) you mean Joe Flacco revenge game week (laughs) one, Joe Flacco against the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) Um, Sign me up for that. We talked about like a no excuses environment for Tua. I think if Zach Wilson, if he goes out in his average this year, I think it's a win for the jets if he goes out and oh 100
0: 100%. because he was so bad last
1: year if he's anything like the player he was last year oh my
0: god it's i think they're gonna pull the cord pretty quickly (laughs) again again i've gone on record and said he's not that guy i'm sorry i'm sorry jets uh jets fans he's just to me zach wilson's not that guy man like zach will dude you know you know who zach wilson is zach wilson's drew lock dude um that's I it's that's hot take adjacent, but I'm telling you, boy, that's yeah. what I see. I see I see a little Drew Locke
1: in his game. That's not good. That is not Zach good. Wilson needs to learn to work within the structure of the offense. Like that's that was the thing with him at, at BYU. Like people fell in love with those off script um out of structure yeah, plays. Exactly. But last year when we're looking when you look at him in an NFL offense and you know, this is a Mike LaFleur there running with with Robert Sala. You know the defensive head coach Robert Sala. They brought over Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator from San Francisco. That's the type of offense they're running, man. You know, and 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 I, I just he needs to play within the structure of that offense. That's the thing, and I, we just didn't see a lot of that as a, from him as a rookie. And I hate that he's missing this time in the off season with the injury. I'm, I'm glad that he skirted, um, yeah, major injury, injury exactly. but still. All right. Missing time, missing development
0: time. There's a lot of concern that it was going to be a, a year long injury for him. So for him to, to miss, you know, even if he misses half the season, that's a dub. You know, that's a dub uh, for the Jets and a dub for Zach Wilson, too. You know, it's like just because I don't think the guy's the guy doesn't mean I want to see him hurt. Golly, I, I want to see him go out there. You and already called and him Drew Locke. <laughs> doesn't mean I want to still see him compete. I want to see him compete, you know, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong for God's sake. And I'll tell you what, I'll be the first person, you know this, I'll be the first person to just eat that crow, baby. Uh, So it would be no surprise. Um, All right, so listen, our our time is running short. Episode number two is in the books. Um, If you want to go check out the website, if you want to go see some of these numbers, by all means, receptionperception.com. I want to thank the fine folks over at Odyssey as well for getting us up and going. All right, for Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We will see you.